Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. She's wearing long sleeves for the last time this week. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Yeah, shout out uh, Kevin Kelso from the shop down in Lano. Oh, wow. This is a Lano Yellow Jacket shirt. How about that? Yeah, pretty did nice. You get it, did you get it at the statue dedication? I don't have a statue. Yet. Today is Tuesday, June 21st, 2020. 256 days till Thanksgiving. Pickle, you get to marry a 43-year-old or a 39-year-old. Who are you marrying today? I have to marry? Yep. 43 or what? 39. Uh, 39. Happy birthday to Prince William. Like the London one? Yeah, the, no, the other <laughs> Prince William. What uh? What what was my other option? I mean, I guess marrying into the royal family isn't the worst you could do. They they got a lot of stuff going on over there right now. I feel like, um, I don't think the queen's doing too good. Like I don't think health wise, which is not surprising. She's incredibly old. We were just reading really in depth about this the other day. I don't who was I don't know. Um, what was my other option? No, go on. <laughs> I'm just concerned for the queen a little bit. She's not doing too hot, it doesn't sound like. What is the Happy other Happy 43rd birthday to Chris Pratt. It's um, episode 1,409. Do you, oh. <laughs> do you want to change your mind here? I mean, I don't know. No, I guess the royal family would be better than Chris Pratt. I've never been the biggest Chris Pratt fan. <laughs> I can keep going if you want. <laughs> We're a football show. Uh, on today's show, folks, we've got Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're going to be uh, breaking, talking about 7-on-7 seven seven and what it portends for the fall. Does 7-on-7 seven seven success predict Texas high school football state championship games? We'll get into that. In the back half of the show, we are going to be unveiling the 2A Division Two rankings yeah. for, uh, for, uh, the, for rankings football uh, and the Associated Press. The top 10 in 2A Division two, the smallest 11-man classification coming up here at the back half of the program. Big show. Big, big, big show. Big, beefy show. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It's Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, Aaron Arbuckle, and Just Chad. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, friends. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome in. All right. It's Tuesday, and that means one thing and one thing only. It's time for Math Tuesday. Uh, 
Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday. Um, here on Texas Football Today. <laughs> Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday. <laughs> um, Amazing. We are uh, going to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing this weekend. So tomorrow we've got a show. We're going to do a show here on Texas Football Today. And then we're going to pack up the studio. Yeah. And then we're going to get in the car. We're going to drive to College Station. Like we do around these parts. Drive to College Station to talk about and go to attend the state seven on seven tournament down there in beautiful Aggie land. Uh, gonna, it's going on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Of course, you can stream for free a number of the games uh, on texanlive.com. Thanks to our friends at the Ar- Texas Army National Guard. And I think I've told this story befo- before, but I am a relative neophyte when it comes to seven on seven. I was pretty skeptical about seven on seven yeah. uh, for a long time for really for the first probably half of my tenure here at Dave Campbell's Texas football. Yeah. And well, in a name like underwear football kind of yeah. people throw that out, you know? Um, and you know, it's two hand touch. It's like, okay, I'm a believer that football tends to be one in the trenches and yeah. there's obviously none of that. Uh, so I was thinking, okay, I could kind of take it or leave it. It was Matt Stepp who really kind of brought me along to it and said, no, there's more to learn here. You just kind of got to know what you're looking for. Right. Don't go in there and necessarily look for um, who's winning and who's losing necessarily, or mm-hmm. but but kind of read between the lines a little bit and got to get your eye. It's an opportunity to get your eyes on some players. And so I've come around on states on, on seven on seven and the state seven on seven tournament down there in College Station is a big event. Uh, of course, that's why we'll be streaming it live on TexanLive.com. But the real question that I think we get every single year is about what does it mean? Like, why yeah. does it matter? What does it mean? Because, of course, everyone's like, well, being good at seven on seven, what's that, you know, what's it mm-hmm. even mean for you in the fall? Because the fall is what matters. Right. Uh, if if Hebron won the Division One um, seven on seven tournament last year, mm-hmm. right? If you gave Hebron the opportunity to trade that seven on seven title in for a UIL state championship, they in, wouldn't even in blink. December. Like, that's not a that's not a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just a yes. yes. It's just a yes. Um, so it's not some sort of replacement, and it's not some sort of you know meaning more than than than, uh, than mm-hmm. the fall season. But what it does is gives us an opportunity to get some eyes on some teams. And so really, the question that we have every single year is. What are we looking at and what can we how can we use this to project forward into the fall? Now I know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I know I wanna see, you know, which defenses look like they're playing cohesive defense. I know I wanna see which quarterbacks have really grown up. I wanna see wh- who has weapons. Yeah. Uh what you wanna yeah, you wanna talk about a good place to evaluate defensive backs. Right. Seven on seven is yes. underratedly good for that. For sure. Things like that. Those are the things I'm looking for. But ultimately the the question is, is it predictive? of what we're going to see in the fall. Mm-hmm. Is it predictive of that? And so I did what I normally do on Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. And I dove into the numbers, okay? Here is the overarching... I've got a piece up on TexasFootball.com right now. Here is the overarching um, thesis statement, okay? Okay. Winning at 7-on-7 seven seven has a high but not perfect correlation 
to winning during the Texas high school football season. That feels right. Okay. There is a correlation between being good at 7-on-7 and being good in the fall. So here's what I mean by that. And we're going to take the last three years as an an example. Or last three. It's the last four years, but it's the last three tournaments. Okay. 2021, 2019, 2018. There wasn't a tournament in 2020 for reasons you can probably imagine. (laughs) Okay. So there have been, if you didn't know, that there are three divisions in 7-on-7. There's Division 1, which is 6A, 5A, and large private schools. Mm -hmm. There is Division 2, which is 4A, 3A, Division 1, and small private schools. And then it is Division 3, which is 3A, Division 2, and below. So, like, if you're a six-man school, if you want to play 7-on-7, put an extra guy on the field, you could. There are no six-man teams in, in this year's tournament. But... It's all broken down. As a result, there are three championship games every year. Yes. And so you have six finalists every year, Mm -hmm. which means over the course, follow me on this math, over the course of the last three tournaments, we have 18 finalists. Yes. Right? You with me so far? Yes. Okay. 18 finalists. Okay. Those 18 finalists, when the fall season rolled around. Mm -hmm. Of the same year. Of that same year. Corresponding year. For example, last year, well, uh, Hebron beat Lake Travis. Yes. So... 2021 season for Hebron and Lake Travis is what we're talking about. The season that follows their their seven on seven success. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, all 18 of them, were playoff teams. Okay, that's good. 15 of the 18 won at least one playoff game. That's 15 of the 18. And one of those, by the way, was Childress. Childress was mm-hmm. a was a, uh, a uh, finalist last year in Division Three. You may remember they lost in the um, they lost in the first round, rather in, in a huge upset mm-hmm. last year. So that is on the other side of this. Furthermore, 17 of the 18 seven on seven finalists finished with a winning record. The only exception was that Hebron team from last year, which went five and six, five and five, made the playoffs, lost in the first round. Here's the one that really gets to me and the one that really speaks to me. The 18 seven on seven finalists okay. averaged 10 and a half wins. Poof. They averaged 10 and a half wins. Goodness. You gracious. look up and down, like the outliers here are like Hebron, mm-hmm. 2018 Palmer went seven and three. And like Kaufman, which was the Division Two champion last year, mm-hmm. went eight and four. Like those are the outliers. Those are the That's bad insane. seasons for finalists. So if you make, in fact, the, the seven on seven finalists overall had an eight eighteen winning percentage. Wow. The next year, eight eighteen, pretty darn good. In fact, you have to go all the way back to twenty fourteen, to twenty fourteen with White House to find a seven on seven finalist. That did not make the playoffs. Okay? 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, every single finalist made the playoffs. Okay? So I'm pretty comfortable saying that history suggests that whoever is playing in the championship games on Friday and on Saturday, we're going to see in the playoffs at least. And right. chances are they could be flirting with a 10-win season. Well, and I think that's the thing that every single coach that is out there, because there are some head coach, head football coaches that don't even really like 7-on-7 seven seven that much. But the thing that the reason that they do it is it builds chemistry within the team. Mm-hmm. Like That's an opportunity for all your guys to be out there on the same field getting reps in. And it's not even just getting reps in, but it's doing it in a competitive manner, mm-hmm. which I think helps a ton. That's underratedly because you can go out there and practice and throw all you want, but when you add a little bit of competition into it, that's when you see results. Uh, you're spot on. 
coaches like to see their guys compete. Mm-hmm. They like to see their guys out there working together, working as a team, working as a unit, and going against a common opponent. Well, yeah, okay. and even when you go, like, if you make the trip down to state, wherever you're driving from, that's just even, and you're staying in a hotel, like, that's just mm-hmm. even more team bonding yes. that goes way further than that. And it's it's more relaxed, obviously, when you get on a bus to go to an away game, it's pretty strict. Like, this gives them time to kind of be kids, too, which mm-hmm. I think helps a lot. So I've got another note for you, okay? Okay. So what I did, I went back to last year's tournament, the 2021 State 7-on-7 tournament. Okay. I was there. Okay. I went and I looked at the qualifiers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because what we did did in that first part was we took the teams that made the finalists finalists, and we spun that forward. And we said, okay, what does it mean? I want to work backwards now. So I took the 40 UIL state semifinalists from this past year. So they won their region. Okay. Okay. 10 divisions. 10 UIL 11-man state championships. Mm -hmm. uh, Because there were no six-man teams there. So I don't want to dilute the, the sample. 40 state semifinalists from last year, okay, in the in December. Teams that were playing in December uh, for a chance to play at AT&T Stadium, okay? Mm-hmm. Those 40 teams. Of those 40 teams, 18 of them were in College Station last year. Wow. 18 of the 22. Albany, Austin LBJ, Austin Westlake, Salina, China Spring, College Station, Cuero, Denton, Geyer, Fall City, Franklin, Gunner, Hawley, Lake Travis, Lorena, South Lake Carroll, Stratford, Tyler Chapel Hill, Wascombe. All were in wow. at the state seven-on-seven tournament last year. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, well, that's 22 that weren't there. And that is true. But as you mentioned, there are some programs that don't – they they either don't play seven-on-seven outright or they don't play – they play in a different league that's not in the – they're not trying to qualify for state. Right. Uh, for example, Galena Park North Shore is an example. Galena Park North Shore has never qualified for state seven-on-seven tournament. And you're probably thinking, that's crazy. Yeah, how? Like, how? <laughs> Literally they're, how? They're one of the best programs in the state. The reason is that they are they, – they play seven-on-seven, but they just basically play it to get better. Yep. They don't they – don't, uh, they don't – Qual- they play in state qualifying tournaments. They don't. That's not a priority for them. Mm-hmm. There's other programs. For example, a state semifinalist from a year ago was Lubbock Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Lubbock Roosevelt doesn't really have a reason to do seven on seven because their offense is so like run heavy, mm-hmm. and there's no reason to go out there and do the. And, and, well, that's and like you said, Franklin. Game. I mean, they run the yeah. slot, they ran the slot team in the state championship game. You know, right, right. And so, <laughs> so but, but that's an example. Gunner and Franklin, Clint, are, mm-hmm. they do participate. Yeah, and they're the pr- pretty and the darn team. good at it. And so, in a lot of ways, I look at this, and that that is pretty striking to me. That uh, that almost half of the state semifinals from a year ago were in the 128 team field in in at seven on seven, seven on, last yep. year. So what does this mean overall? I'm not here to tell you that every team that's going to be in, in College Station this weekend that we're going to see is going to have some incredible year. Right. I don't think that's the case. I don't think there's any guarantees here. Mm-mm. But I do think it that can't there hurt. is <laughs> something to be said that being good at 7-on-7 seven seven and being good at 11-man football in the fall have some sort of correlation. Mm-hmm. That there is a correlation between them, and I think that the, the data kind of uh, bears that out. So there it is. I've got a piece up on TexasFootball.com. Does seven on seven success predict Texas high school football championships? You can find it at TexasFootball.com, and that 
It's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, all the things that you need at TexasFootball.com. And, of course, complete coverage of the State 7-on-7 tournament coming up this weekend. Uh, Hey... If you need your 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, I mean, bro, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Go to texasfootball.com slash subscriber. Scan that QR code that's on your um, on your screen right now. Uh, use the promo code BIRDSUP or RECM or the Mecca and get 5% off of your subscription. Uh, we'll send that magazine off to you uh, as soon as we can. A reminder that we are having that for uh, retail uh, customers, we are having supply chain issues. We're, uh, we're sorting that out as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the magazine is going to be delayed. However, if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe, we have acquired enough paper to take care of our subscribers. So if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe, we'll get the magazine to you before it hits newsstands at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, let's talk about our friends at Athletes to Athletes. Playing football at the college level is a dream shared by many high school athletes in the state of Texas, but there's more that goes into making that dream a reality than just on-field performance. Academics, culture, interests, location, that's just some of the areas that need significant consideration. So what if I told you that there was a college counseling service that could help you navigate this process from start to finish, developed specifically for student-athletes? Headquartered right here in Texas, Athletes to Athletes is just what you need. As the best college counseling service available to student-athletes, this local business is focused solely on helping student-athletes find the right college programs for their needs, both on and off the field. This program encompasses all the expertise and services of a traditional college counselor with some added programs, tools, and resources unique to the student-athlete experience. So go to athletes2athletes.com slash DC today to schedule your free info session and see how they can help you pursue the best college program for you. That's athletes2athletes.com slash DC. It's also a QR code. So you can scan the QR code. Yeah. All right, Pickle. It is rankings season. Rankings season. We are rolling out the rankings that you can find in the 2022 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Of course, Dave Campbell's Texas Football is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press. So these are the Texas high school football rankings of record. Uh, And as a result, we're excited to show them to you. We're excited oh, yeah. to give you uh, give you a sneak peek at them. Remember, you get expanded rankings, including top 25s for each 11-man classification in the ranking. We're only going to give you the top 10 here, uh, but we are cracking into the 11-man ranks. Let's We're go. into 2A Division Two, the smallest 11-man classification. The top 10 starts with number 10. The Tigers of Tenaha are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, a team that I think has a lot of reason to feel pretty good moving into this season, uh, bringing back almost half or half their starters from last year's team uh, that came up just short in the area round. Uh, this is a team that is coming out of Region 2. We think they've got an opportunity to make some real noise, uh, especially if they're able to get some of their offensive firepower together. This is a team with a lot of speed and a lot of size. They've got some youth on there, but we like what Tenaha brings to the table. The Tigers of Tenaha are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number 9, 
the team that eliminated Tannehill last year. The Pirates of Chilton are the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. A little bit of a new uh, new way of doing things here for Chilton as they move over to Region 4 from Region 3 uh, from a year ago. Uh, and they are going to be one of the favorites there in Region 4, uh, specifically because of what they do in the trenches. Their offensive line and defensive line look like they are going to be fantastic. Uh, they've got a, a couple of, of fantastic playmakers as well that may be young but have an opportunity to step up in a big way. The Pirates of Chilton coming off of an 11-2 season start the year number 9 to start the season. Number 8 the state runner-up from last year, the Fall City Beavers, the number eight team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, a team that stunned the state when they knocked off Mart in the state semifinals a year ago to advance to state championship or game. Uh, a team that's not that is sh- not short uh, not short on team speed, but is a little bit short on experience. Bringing back just two starters on each side of the ball. Uh, Mark Kiroff has got these Beavers going well, but they're going to need to find a way to grow their experience as the season goes on. Still one of the favorites there in Region 4 with a little bit of rebuilding to do, but Fall City starts the year number 8 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number 7, our first entry from Region 2, the Windthorst Trojans are the number 7 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, a regional finalist from last season, uh, a team that I, is going to have plenty of offensive skill position playmakers there. But one of the questions that we have for this Windthorst squad is what they do up front. Their offensive line needs a little bit of rebuilding. They bring back just four starters on each side of the ball. Uh, but Windthorst is a program that is no stranger to success. Uh, of course, they played for a state championship back in 2020 uh, and won it. Uh, they've got an opportunity to get back there if things fall right and they're able to replace some pieces on the offensive line. Winthorst is the number seven team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number six... How about the Wink Wildcats, the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football to start the season? Uh, we thought that last year's oh, loss in the regional semifinals may just be the beginning, specifically because of what they bring back at the quarterback spot. Four returning offensive line, uh, offensive linemen, a, st- a stout defensive line, and of course quarterback Cannon Gibson back in the mix. This is a team that's got a, a ton of experience. They've got an opportunity to have their best season in a long, long time. Uh, we're really excited to see what the Wink Wildcats do, especially uh, moving from from region one to region two should be very interesting. Keep an eye on Wink, the number five, six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Into the top five, where we find the Panthers of Burton as the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, a regional finalist from last year's squad. Uh, this is a team that's got plenty of speed and plenty of athleticism, uh, and also a lot of experience. Eight starters back on each side of the ball. The offensive line is going to have to replace three starters, which is a bit of a concern. But with eight starters back on each side of the ball, the Burton Panthers look like they are ready for another deep playoff run. Burton, number five to start the year in 2A Division Two. Number four we go. The Skyrockets of Wellington start the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. The favorite to start the year in Region 1, and I think it's easy to see why. They bring back more than half their starters from last year. Six on each side of the ball. This is a team that's tough and quick, and they're going to have some playmakers out there. One question is going to be about depth, which is not necessarily a surprise at the 2A Division 2 level, but they've got that one of their concerns coming into the year is going to be on, the, on their depth side. But this is a program that at this point needs no introduction. They're one of the contenders there in Region 1. There are pick to win Region 1, the Wellington Skyrockets. Start the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number three, 
The Mart Panthers are the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Perhaps a bit shocking considering they've more or less been penciling at number one the past couple of years. Uh, and and look, there, there's reason to believe that Kevin Hoffman's squad could reload in an absolute hurry. This is a team that I think has an opportunity. Of course, the pedigree is pretty much unmatched. Uh, a program that uh, has won 15, 15, 13, 14, and 14 games the last, fifth, the last five years. And they are one of the most decorated programs in the state. They have some rebuilding to do, especially on the defensive side. That's going to be the real question for Kevin Hoffman's squad. But make no mistake, Mart is a big-time contender. They're a team to be reckoned with. The Panthers of Mart start the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number two. The Hornets of Munster are the number two team to start the year in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 2A Division II rankings. A regional semifinalist from last year brings back 16 seniors, including 14 starters overall. This is a team that I think is going to be very experienced and going to have an opportunity, especially those vintage Munster teams were especially good defensively. That could be the case here for Brady Carney's squad. The Hornets are going to be very dangerous if you keep an eye on them. Munster starts the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And the number one team in 2A Division II to start the year? Boom! The Lions of Albany are the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. This team has got skill position players all over the field. They've got depth on the offensive and defensive line. This is a team that looks ready to bring Denny Faith a title. This team is absolutely loaded on the defensive side. That's going to be the, the real question is going to be whether or not that offensive line, which does have good experience, can they take that next step forward? They're in a brutal region too, where they're going to have to get through teams like Munster, get through teams like Wink, get through teams like Winthorst, but Albany looks like the best team right now in 2A Division 2, the most complete team. They look like the team to beat. They begin the year as our pick to win the 2A Division 2 state championship. They begin the year, the Albany Alliance, the number one team in 2A Division 2. So there you have it, the top 10 to start the year in 2A Division 2. Number 10, Tenaha. Number 9, Chilton. Number 8, Fall City. Number 7, Winthorst. Number 6, Wink. Number 5, Burton. Number 4, Wellington. Number 3, Mart. Number 2, Munster. And the number one team in 2A Division 2, the Albany Lions. Of course, you can find expanded rankings for all Texas high school football classifications in the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can secure your copy today going to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. So there you have it. The preseason 2A Division II rankings. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is, is really interesting, I would, I would need to go back and look at it, mm-hmm. but I am fairly certain that Mart hasn't started the year outside the top two Five years, maybe. It's oh, been a yeah, because, I mean, you had Rodrell Freeman there for four. So it's been a while. So you know that they were at least one or two I mean, every yeah. single year of that. But, but I mean, I, I don't necessarily – yeah, I mean, I don't th- – that doesn't mean you count them out at all. I think no, they're a team that, that's going to be very, very dangerous. And, of course, we are promised to have a new 2A Division II state champion because Stratford moved up to 2A Division One. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that the, the, the power nexus, if you take a look there, I think the power nexus really is in Region 2. Two, yeah. Um, that well, because looks- our Munster, Munster and Winthorpe are in the same district this year, correct? Yes. Because they flipped over on the other side? Uh, no, Munster and Winthorpe are in different districts. Different district districts. District seven. Okay. But between Albany, Munster, Wink, Winthorst, uh, I also think Santo and McCamey yep. are going to be pretty good. El Dorado has a chance as a 10-man team from a year ago. I think that the power nexus in Division 2 is in Region 2. Yeah. Uh, and that's even, you know, Mart stays. There was some con- there was some thought when realignment came out. You may remember that Mart may flip from Region Three to Region Two. They mm-hmm. stay in Region Three. I still think that they're the favorite in Region Three right, right. now. If you were to the de facto state semifinals in this would be um, Wellington versus Albany, and then Mart versus Burton. Uh, 
right. which is interesting. You remember, by the way, you'll see Burton has like a 5-9 and nine record. You remember they had to forfeit a bunch mm-hmm. of games. I think they lost two games on the field or something like that, one or two. In any case, 2 Division two figures to be really fun, yep. and especially with some changing. At the, of course, there are some shocking um, developments there with, you know, specifically Martin not making it to a championship game, and then Stratford, right. a bit of a Cinderella story. If that were to hold, I think that there, that that it is ripe for another situation like that where you've got some party crashers get in there. But uh, for Things now... Things would have opened up like crazy had Mart been switched over to Region 2. That oh, would have no. been that would have been mo- one of the most difficult regions in any classification oh, if they would have flipped over there. 100%. But uh, they, they ended up staying there. Uh, and yeah, you know, Denny Faith has... Uh, you know, the one thing, you know, that the, the we want to see is, is can he get that state championship? He, it's kind of been elusive to him. We yep. think that this could be... He's a 330-game winner. Um, we think he's got an opportunity to get this. Here. But Denny Faith and the Albany Lions start the How year long one. has he They've been there? 1987. Years? This will be his 36th year. 36th year. Wow. Okay. Mm. I was behind a couple years. Mm-hmm. 36th year. So, anyway, there it is 2A Division 2 rankings. Tomorrow, we're all at 2A Division 1. Woohoo. And then we're going to be off for the rest of the week. Yeah. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, coming up at 2 o'clock today, 2 yeah. o'clock, wherever you are watching this show right now, be back there at 2 o'clock. Republic of Football with Ishmael Johnson, Mike Craven, and Mallory Hartley is going live for the first time. After this week, they will be going live every uh, week on Wednesdays at 2, but since we're leaving tomorrow for 7 on 7, we're doing the big grand reveal episode today. So 2 o'clock, ROF is live. You have a chance to win a Republic of Football shirt by making comments. So go and watch them. It's super yeah. exciting. They're they're pumped for it. We're pumped for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. Republic of Football, wherever you're watching this now. If you're watching on Facebook, it'll be here. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be here. Twitch, Twitter, texasfootball.com slash live. Uh, will be here. Uh, not we. Not me. Yeah, you it. finally can look at other people's faces. Like you I don't know. have to deal with our crap. Yeah. So you're the real <laughs> take winner advantage here. of not dealing with our crap. You're the real winner here. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>